From Audio Boom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers, and top secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. A few years ago, there was a tale that captivated Australians. It, I'm not sure whether it started as a book and became a radio reading or started as a radio story and became a book. But either way, it then went on to become a movie and it's one of the most popular Australian movies of recent years. It was called Red Dog. Well, now we have another part of the Red Dog story. This one is a prequel to Red Dog and it is called Red Dog True Blue. Alex, first, were you captivated by Red Dog all those years ago? Well, it wasn't all that many. It was five years ago, and uh, yes, I liked it. Oh a no, lot. the the story the story goes back before then. I remember it being on the radio probably fifteen years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. But as a movie, mm. I it, it came out more than five years ago. But you know, in in what what is it now? It was came out in two thousand eleven. That, that it did, but that was a lovely movie. It did really well at the box office, as it did, and we all like. Well, most people really like their pets, and and Red Dog was oh, it was such a an enjoyment for all of us when we saw him on the screen and, and how could you not fall in love with a dog? So, yeah, it's taken a little over that five-year mark to make the sequel. It's 89 minutes, so perfect running time, rated PG in Australia, and the original was a good-natured, fine-humoured fable. So it was reasonable to expect more of the same this time round. While True Blue looks good, it's got a really strong soundtrack, the story lacks bite, pardon the pun, hmm. and, and doesn't pull on the heartstrings as much as I wanted it to or in, indeed expected it to. It purports to be a prequel of sorts, but let's just say it's a very loose connection. The year is 1968. Well, actually, it's 2016, but just in case you didn't know, in this movie, Red Dog True Blue, the year is 1968. And after the tragic loss of his father, 11-year-old Mick Carter, played by Levi Miller, is shipped off by his grieving mother to visit a vast cattle station and stay there. This cattle station is owned by his grandfather, Brian Brown, who has a gruff exterior. The station is in the remote Pilbara, far, far away from city life. Around them are a bravado fueled helicopter pilot returned from Vietnam. Bill Stemple is his character, played by Thomas Cockerell. There's a couple of stockmen. There's an eccentric cook and an Aboriginal jackaroo. You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Mick happens to be the only child out there. He finds a best mate in the form of this small dog covered with blue mud. He becomes red when he's cleaned up. He names him Blue. And he finds this dog when a cyclone hits hmm. and the pair becomes inseparable get into their fair share of mischief, of course, including exploring a hidden cave that contains an indigenous spirit. Now, things get a little bit more complicated for Mick when an attractive tutor, Betty Marble, played by Hannah Mangan Lawrence, on whom the chopper pilot has designs, arrives. And in Red Dog True Blue, 
The filmmakers led by writer Daniel Taplitz, who wrote the first movie, have fictionalised the early origins of the Red Dog story. Director Kriv Stender says the time frame chosen was critical for this country because of the beginning of equal pay, the end of the way in which farms operated using Indigenous labour and when mining had just started in the Pilbara. So the death of one kind of industry saw the birth of another. The film is very much about change, adapting to change, learning from it. Respect for Indigenous mythology certainly comes through very, very strongly. But I found the whole thing quite laboured. There are some nice touches, pleasant enough knockabout humour, but little happens. And as I suggested at the outset, the emotional connection I was looking for was lacking. Jeffrey Hall, who is the director of photography for Red Dog, returns in the same role. His canvas being the Pilbara, well, simply spectacular, genuinely picture postcard material. Some of the sweeping vistas, well, they're just awe-inspiring. The music chosen by Cesare Savizewski is another feature. Brian Brown was the standout for mine, this hard-working granddad out to teach his young charge some decent values. John Jarrett, by the way, also makes his presence felt. He's in a small role. He plays Lang Hancock. Does it very, very well. <laughs> Those glasses, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's fun. Anyway, I wasn't totally sold, though, on Levi Miller, who attempts to show us how adventurous Mick Carter turns out to be. I didn't quite believe the persona, though, he was trying to create. The story unfolds when an older Mick Carter, played by Jason Isaacs, now married with two young boys, tells one of his sons, who's desperate to get a dog, his backstory. The way it's played out, though, I, I just thought that bit was clunky, thoroughly unconvincing. So fair to say, notwithstanding some moments, Red Dog True Blue disappointed me, unfortunately. I, I will say here and now, I was not captivated by Red Dog. I think it's because in my line of work, uh, prior to the movie coming out, there were there was a lot of exposure to the story and it went, went around and around and around many times at the radio network I was working at. And, and as a result, I think I'd been probably overexposed to it. Uh, so I, I don't know whether this is for me. Who was it for, Alex? Well, for lovers of the first one, for dog lovers, definitely, for people who believe in a bit of romance, all of those things, I think, come together. I should say that I gave Red Dog, when that came out, a 7 out of 10, okay? okay. So this one gets? 6 out of 10. Okay, so a small step down, uh, maybe a yeah, small but yeah, significant I, step down. Yeah, I was going to say small but significant. Yeah, I think it is. I, I, I think in... Maybe I remember it more fondly than I remember. I just looked up my score at the time. I would have thought I would should have given Red Dog maybe a seven and a half if I'd given this one a six. I think there is an appreciable difference. You know, there, there's certainly a stepping down of 25% kind of thing. Okay, fair enough. Red Dog, True Blue, the latest on Movies First. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man 
change the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.